<laughs> if you already know Drake or you already been on Drake's TikTok or his lives or his Sunday Zooms, which will be once a month now. <laughs> Did you know? Now you know. <laughs> you know whose voice this is. It's Shan from She Gets It Pod. So while you're listening to Everything Culture with an A, not a die, check out She Gets It pod all right i know i'm the one with the little boo me on there that's me all right new season new season 22 giving y'all encouragement motivation and a real insight in the things that i think about on a daily but i'm saying them out loud to y'all so check me out on she gets a pod on your favorite podcast app and also find me and the rest of my podcast on shambypodden.com. Now, I hope you're enjoying this show with everything culture. Hey, Drake. I'll let you have your mic back now. Bye. Well, yeah, yep. I am so excited. So, yes. You know, uh, okay. So, you've heard the makings of you, correct? Yes. Okay. Okay. So, uh, you know, I just the questions from here and there, now and there. Um, I'm excited for this one because I'm going to get to one question and I think, I think I know what we're going to get into, but you know, same open-ended questions. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to get into that. So I'm going to do my quick, <clears throat> let me see if well, we should be recording over here. Hopefully everything worked out. Okay. I don't know if I need to record here on, on my roadcaster, but I'm going to hit it anyway. Let's see what happens. And the joy of children laughing. It's true, the making. Yeah, so what's up, good people? It's your host, Mr. D713, with Everything Culture, back with y'all with another Makings of You. And tonight we have a special one. We have Celeste from the Taboos Podcast. If y'all haven't heard of Taboos, um, y'all about to hear about it right now. This is one podcast that I, I'm truly a fan of. I, I would say, I would put it out there. I think they're the podcast that would get closer to me and my content and what we represent with everything culture. They, you know, I, I, they really speak about, you know, cultures, backgrounds. Um, they speak about things that are obviously taboo where people are scared to speak about. And I think it's necessary for to have these conversations. You know how I stand on that, y'all. But Celeste... And what's your partner's name? Her name's Allie. And Allie, so I know that guy. Celeste and Allie, I mean, they have such a delightful personality, uplifting. They, they Not only uplifting, they're down to earth as well. They ain't gonna bullshit you. So, but they're gonna speak from their perspective as well and speaking their truth. And I think that's necessary for us to have. And they open, they're open for us, for people to have disagreements with them as well. And they and they do their research. I love that. <laughs> Y'all know how I feel about that. When when I'm doing this work, you know, I, you know, this is the making Celeste. I'm just talking and talking. But Celeste, how are you doing? Oh, I'm so well. And honestly, oh my God, I'm so humbled and flattered by that intro. I'm just over here blushing. Thank you so much. Oh my God. <laughs> but seriously, thank you for that feedback. I, I love the show. Um, when I say I when I I say what I mean, I just ain't here to blow, blow smoke up you, but yeah it's i love the the skeleton as well as and y'all have the, like the big the the definition of everything yeah so you use the definition then you lead on from there but once again we i, I want to say i could talk about y'all quite a bit <laughs> but man i'm looking forward to getting into this episode right here of the makings of celeste yes so, Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I am so absolutely honored. I am also a huge fan of your show. I think what you're doing is incredible. Yes, yes, you. Yes. I think I think what you do is amazing. I really appreciate the space that you create, the cultural environment, the diversity and inclusion of just everybody. I think that that's so beautiful. And that's what we need more of in this world. We really do. Because nothing good comes from undiverse thoughts. Like, I mean, seriously, it's just then a repetitive fucking cycle. And excuse my language, our show is foul mouths and drinks in hand. So I'm going to do my best to not have a potty mouth today, but I kind of inherently have one. 
This is the makings of you. This is your episode. Real. Oh, okay. Nobody can I know. from you. Hold on, hold on. Let me okay. see if something works. I love that. We don't have a soundboard, so I make my own sounds. <laughs> I do all this. I, I've been making my sounds and stuff through um, iMovie, and it's yeah. been work okay and shout out to the wife shout out to mrs d713 but this is the first episode that we're using the roadcaster pro hey roadcaster you're not paying us so that's the only shout out you're gonna get right there for that so, <laughs> but, but we can you hit us up though and we'll talk about it feel me you know we're gonna make changes <laughs> so i'm gonna be playing around with it not too much but i'm excited so celeste yes sir question. What do you identify as? I am a cis white female. I am a bisexual. I am sort of flirting with the idea of pansexual, working towards that. That's really my comfort zone, but I haven't had the full opportunity to explore that. Mm-hmm. Um, human. I'm a cosmic witch. I'm an empath. I'm a starseed. I'm a whole bucket of weird. All right. That's, that's what I identify as. <laughs> I'm going to hit this one more time. Hey! Because when we were talking earlier, like, I was legit, like, while I was cooking up a little steak in the kitchen, you know? And I was like, I think you're the first white woman I've had on the show. So. <gasps> I know, right? <laughs> like, oh my god, I'm flattered and honored and humbled. Oh my god! And, 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 you know, we try to have some some step down, but that's why I had. What did you identify as? And hey, first one. So yeah, shout out to once again everything culture. So this is the first. This is exciting, and not the last, but the first. So thank you. So I am for coming on. You're but, so welcome. <laughs> all right. Okay. So what? Do, how do you describe yourself? Um, other than all the words that I just used, which I really do use to describe myself, <laughs> um, I would describe myself as extroverted, um, no, ambiverted. Um, I am obnoxiously stubborn. I am a perfectionist. I am so incredibly easily excitable. I'm neurotypical. I'm, excuse me. Oh my God. I'm not neurotypical at all. <gasps> that felt terrible saying that. No, I didn't mean it. Neurodivergent. Oh, that's better. Um, I don't know. I am just, I don't even know how to describe myself. That's what I've got. I don't practice that, Drake. I don't, I don't, people don't ask me that very often. <laughs> I can't tell you how often I hear that response, but I know, love that. I'm going to ask you some more questions throughout here. So that's, that's, I'm ready. That's, that's number two. two? <laughs> so how would you describe your culture? Mm, Midwest nice. Mm. Yes. Mm. That's how I would describe my culture. Um, I grew up so sheltered and so helpless. Uh, actually, shout out to our episode last week called Love Drug Dealer. I talk about the concept of love. That is the taboo topic for last week. Um, but the the premise of the taboo being specifically around spirituality and twin flames and soulmates. Mm. But also I really recognize like we don't talk about love the way that love really happens, right? Like the true genuine experience of loving someone isn't something that people talk about. We talk about relationships and healthy relationships, but what does love look like? What does, how do we talk about that? So that whole episode is truly (laughs) the culture that I grew up in in Midwest, nice religion, brainwashing. And this isn't me saying religion is all brainwashing, but I'm saying like, I personally have grown up with a lot of brainwashing. Those two things were not synonymous. Um, and it's a, it's a very, it's a very middle school, high school mentality, no matter how old you are in this culture and community. That's very much what I'm accustomed to. You're over there smirking. (laughs) Y'all know I love this. Yeah, yeah, because it, it's 
I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that episode as well. Um, one of my favorite songs, or if not one of the songs that actually represent the will represent everything culture is Stevie Wonder's Love is Need of Love. Mm. I highly urge you, if you haven't listened to it, just go and listen to it. I think it'll speak to you. Yep. So, okay. Amazing. Right. We actually, it? in that episode, get into um, the notebook. So I love that you made like a, an actual reference because that is the pit- the pivot point that I use for transitioning from a tangible love story to applying the sauce and the twin flame twist and mm. explaining it from the other side of the perspective. Cause I have a twin flame and that shit's rough. It's, mm. it's, it's complicated. Um, but I loved that you threw out an actual reference point. So there's mine back at you. So you, I thought I went back at you on uh, 41st day. <laughs> no, okay, okay. <laughs> Oh, big fish! I can keep going. Oh my! I God. know. Let's do it. I say. I, I say. I usually say. I, I try to avoid the the love dramas, but the ones yeah. like, like, oh my gosh, I get caught up in it. Um, what's another one that? Um, oh my gosh, it has Halle Berry. It's not Jupiter Ascending. What's the name of the film? I went to, to the theater. It's long. It's like three hours long. Tom oh. Hanks. Halle Berry. Oh my! Oh, it's gonna come to me, and I'm gonna yell it in the middle of your episode. Just letting you know that right now. <laughs> so just get ready for that. Okay. Okay. You but, let me know when that happens. I'm so excited for that. Okay, I'm telling you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> your next question: What is your sign? Zodiac. I. Ooh, ready? I'm. I love. I love my chart. Really seriously, I am Gemini Sun. Pisces moon Leo rising. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I am over the place. I am a complicated little creature. I'm telling you. Okay, okay, okay. What are you? I need to know now. Oh my goodness. Um now I do mainly I know I'm a I'm a Leo to lead. Okay. Okay. Um then I know I'm an dang. Okay, I'm a Leo to lead. Then I think it was something with I think I'm a Sag and there's a moon, I believe. Okay. And then I backdoored the last one was a I wanna maybe a cancer. Maybe I a get cancer. very cancer vibes from you. Dang, that hurt. Yeah. Like, I mean no, no. I <laughs> my very best friend in the whole world, Allie, is a cancer and cancer, I love cancers. Cancers always, are my favorite. I always give cancers a hard time. I'll say all cancers are co- cowboy fans and they start arguing <laughs> and they want to finish them. But I like <laughs> that sounds like a personal thing, maybe with cowboy fans it's, a little it's, bit. This love, this love, love, love. And you kind of touched on it a little bit um with your description or your culture, but how would you define your childhood and your upbringing? Um really emotionally shallow. Um, I recognize that my mother is a dry, drunk, drunk, depending on the season, which is so unbelievably common everywhere, right? Alcoholism is the number one addiction in the world. But specifically, I'm from Wisconsin, and we are the drinking capital of this country. So I really recognize that my mom's not the only mom like that, but that was my mom. Um, My biological father is an abusive, drunk, junkie, psycho, whatever. Um, And yet I still just fought to be the little loving, people-pleasing thing that I am. I mean, I've really toughened up a lot because life's not always great to little girls who love people pleasing. Uh, But that really is a core fundament of who I am. Just I love helping. I love bringing joy. I love optimism. I'm optimism prime. Like that's literally what my daughter calls me all the time. (laughs) So I I mean, a lot. I like that a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I really recognize that my childhood was not 
easy, even though I really grew up from what everybody else thought was super fucking easy. My parents are literally a financial institution. Mm. I mean, I grew up on the silver platter and yet I still lived a really rough life. And I just, I don't think that that's something that people talk about enough from anybody's perspective. And that's actually something that we're going to talk about on my show at some point, because I really recognize that the difference of your rough upbringing versus my rough upbringing is not different in anything other than circumstance. Like rough is rough is rough, but we don't talk about it that way. And I never understand why. Welcome to Everyday Culture. Welcome to Taboo's podcast. <laughs> this, these are the conversations we need to have, and this is real. Why, this is why we do the makings of you. I tell you, um, I love people, this shit. People need to hear you. People need to listen. Okay, so you spoke. You, you touched on it. Um, but what were the roles of your parents in a household? Um, my mom is the breadwinner. My mom is 10 feet tall and she's only five, six. Um, My mom is fierce and bold and responsible for everybody. That's real. Um, My stepdad is controlling and anxious and a passive aggressive little bitch. And he's 6'4 and 375. And I still would say that shit to his face. Um, he... Well, y'all know right now. Uh, once again, I'm just not using the soundboard. But <laughs> if I get that Kevin Hart, damn. I'm going to write it. <laughs> I mean, he. I, I'm going to be really honest. And this might make a lot of people uncomfortable. But you guys, this is me and my show. So welcome to Taboo's Celeste. Because that's real. My dad... It, my dad is my stepdad. Um, when I say that, when I say my biological dad, I very specifically mean that. My dad is the stereotypical white fucking asshole guy. My dad is the definition of white privilege. Mm. My dad is that guy. My dad is the guy who we all hate because he's just a pompous white ass. And, and he just is that way. I don't I don't know how else to explain it. And that's not even me saying that he has any sort of bias or racial prejudice. I really don't know. I really don't fucking care. I really just recognize though that his entire everything as I do this with my hand <laughs> for the is listener, that guy. For the listeners, you gotta come to YouTube to see it. You'll understand. Real? <laughs> I'm an audio podcast, so I often narrate what i'm doing but no, i heard i heard y'all was showing pictures and stuff and i'm like <laughs> see you <laughs> yeah i forget sometimes but whatever it happens you may like i may need to bring him on the show one day to get his perspective on things you know? bro do Maybe. it see what he says <laughs> okay do you have any siblings i do i have a half sister and I have a stepbrother, one on each side of my familial tree. All right, all right. Where do you fall in? Are you the oldest, youngest? I am the oldest. Yep. My stepbrother is seven months younger than me, and my sister is 10 years younger than me. Oh, wow. And she is also the prodigy child. I love my sister. I have no shade for my sister, but she is the prodigy child. Got it, got it, got it. How do you feel about your education so far? Um, you know what? I actually was thinking about this today, ironically. So I feel most prepared for this question. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I recognize that education is my favorite thing. Like between love and education, like those are my two favorite drugs. Dead serious. Um, so I really love learning in whatever capacity that means, which is why we have so much research and numbers and statistics and whatever. And I really recognize that the path that my culture perpetuates for education is very strict. And I did not follow that path. 
Um, I was a really good student in high school, but I also was a crazy party girl. I mean, I was the white girl <laughs> party girl. I that's real. Hey, um, oh, bro. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wisconsin. That's a thing. Um, you're also the first person from Wisconsin to be on the show. So you heavy <laughs> representing. So <laughs> just let you know, you put your people on the map. Oh, good. Well, I can't wait. I'll send you some cheese curds or beer or something from here because love it. Epic, epic shit. Um, I went to college. I got into a four year four year university here that my parents are on the board of and got me into, which was rubbed in my face all the time. Um, and I got pregnant by my narcissistic abuser, and then. I had dropped out and fast forward, whatever. I reattended a technical school here. I got my associates in leadership development, which I was super proud of and super excited about. It's really like, thank you. Thank you. I got a, I have a 4.0. I wasn't expecting that, but yay. Um, and I really recognized that I just was excited about, again, the opportunity to learn. And I am just a little alpha personality, natural born leader. I really like that perspective. And I know in a job space, it's very effective. Um, And then I didn't know what to do after that. I'm going to get my bachelor's in in journalism with an emphasis in pre-law. I'm going to get my law degree after, wait, I go through another associate's program through UW-Madison, and I'm so excited. It's a marketing program for my business. I can't wait. Oh, this is I have scary. so many things. Why? <laughs> uh, this is the makings of Celeste, y'all. I am going to get into my goals and aspirations right now, but hey, I absolutely love it. Oh, thank you. Y'all, Most y'all. people are like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Man, you make, your, you make what you want to make out of your life. Yeah, that's what it I book. try. And I can once again, I'm not about to get distracted right now going down this whole line of goals and aspirations and what you're doing and why you're doing it. Right, but we 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 go figure this out though. We oh yeah, it. oh yeah. Where do you consider home? Ooh, um, I actually think home is a person or or home is people. I really recognize home is home is a feeling not a place for me it it's a sense of safety it's a sense of security it's a sense of warmth and and love and um just connectivity i guess especially because i'm a very spiritual person i recognize that home for me is anywhere that i can be that you know what I'm saying like I can just be in all planes of my existence entirely yes and that I find with people more often than not so that's my home okay love it love it thank you thank you thank you when when you were coming up what did you have any chores in the home if so where were they um I yes I had to clean my room. I had to, I did not have real chores. I want to be really clear about that. Okay. Like I didn't have real physical labor to do, but I did. I had like cleaning stuff, um, sometimes yard stuff, but otherwise not really. Gotcha. 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 So they kind of lead into how you discipline growing up. If you didn't do your chores, cleaning up the room, little bit of the yard work, what would happen? Mm. Discipline is something that is not actually associated to chores in my life, but discipline in my family looks like grounding, um, taking away possessions, punishment, a lot of utilitarian, not gentle, um, really invalidating there's there's no feelings other than happy in my house so 
that's real. That's part of my optimism prime, just my internal core. And I recognize that um, feelings are part of discipline as how I grew up. I've always been told that I'm selfish for having feelings and that's part of my discipline. Always has been. Interesting. Good. Thank you. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what were and what are your beliefs? I actually was raised. I This is one of my favorite things about the way that my mom approached her parenting. My mom has always raised me to believe whatever I wanted to believe because she grew up in a very strict religious household and she did not believe in that. And she never wanted that. So I really grew up with so many questions and nobody to turn to about them because we didn't, we didn't believe in anything. I mean, we, we believed in magic and Santa and all of the sweet things that are included in a childhood, but we didn't believe in a faith. And I am such a spiritual and faith driven person. I always have been that that was really, really hard for me. So to transition from, I have never talked about anything to now I have to talk about everything on an entirely philosophical level to understand it because my spiritual side has to be there and my ADHD makes me and that's what I am now okay love it thank you okay if you could recommend a book a movie and a television series what would you recommend great small things by Jody Picoult um movie would be okay series would be cloud atlas that's the name of it cloud atlas i don't i can't bro i have never been able to get past five minutes of that movie my ex and i were just talking about that movie two days ago i cannot believe you said that that, we have never made it through more than five minutes of five that movie. Nothing in that movie. I'm, I'm telling. I know. I was in a the theater crying, like oh tears my god, on my face, like wow. Stop <laughs> like, it. Like I was in the back of the theater by myself, like this is a good movie. And everyone that reviews came out, they're like, what? It's such a good love movie. It's such. Oh a, my god, I love. I have to tell you this. I have to tell you this. You'll so appreciate this. So my ex is actually my twin flame, right? Mm-hmm. And we were joking about how if we could get our shit together, we would be the twin flame perfect relationship, whatever. Um, and we were talking about how the journey works and whatever, because he's not spiritual. And he was like, you know what? I bet if we could make it to the end of Cloud Atlas, we would just have all the answers to the universe. <laughs> Once again, this is the makings of Celestial, so... <laughs> Like, whatever I'm saying right here, y'all can bypass it. Y'all can skip, like, 30 seconds or a minute maybe for it. But I absolutely agree. Because if you watch Cloud it's so many different stories about... And, every like, you have that twin flame, that soulmate, that connection Mm -hmm. with that person. And it's a different story each lifetime. But it's always there. And it's not always ideal either. And (laughs) it is there. And I I would agree. And once again, once again, I ain't getting too deep with y'all. I'm not a therapist, a counselor. When I come <laughs> back, when you find people that you vibe with or you have that connection to, or mm-hmm. you know that thing some people don't understand called love, um, it, it may not be that right time for it. But I mean, Cloud Atlas touches on that, so there's it, some crazy stuff in it. But I love it. But I, I would agree. Okay. Yeah. I was about to say your favorite series. You said okay, my favorite, favorite series. I actually, this conversation, your recommendation of a book, yes. My recommendation and favorite, same, same thing for me. Um, But I needed this conversation to recall my favorite series, which is actually Sense8. It used to be on Netflix and it no longer is, but it was honestly, it was the original Manifest. It was. It was so much better than Manifest in so many ways, in in such a spiritual way. It was so much better. Manifest is great. Don't get me wrong. I love Manifest, but I really recognize that they actually take it to a much more like paranormal place than a spiritual place. Right. Um, And I I, I vibe with that for the show, but Sense8 is my favorite for that reason. And then what what was the third thing? 
movie. My yeah. favorite movie. Uh, oh, excuse me. My recommended movie. Um. Oh, you know what? I would recommend Soul. For anybody who's never seen Soul on Disney, like, speaking of everything culture, Soul. <laughs> Look at you. You're just so cute. I can't with your little cuteness. That, 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 was, that was a tearjerker. That was a good, that was a good mm-hmm. film. That was a really good mm-hmm. film. Um, how to appreciate what you have in life. Take opportunities. Take chances. Um, yep. Yeah, I, I would recommend that with y'all. Yeah, make sure to check out Soul. Okay, okay. Thank you for your recommendations. Yeah. All right. If you can call three people, no matter who, three people, who who are those three people? Just anyone dead or alive, people you met before, people you've never met. Um, just for the sake of calling them? Just have No, you can have just a conversation with them. Oh, okay. Call them just have um, a conversation. I would call Allie. Oh. I would always call. I would always call. Is that weird that I would call the one person that I talk Absolutely to every not. day? <laughs> this is not weird. This is the making sense. Okay. Well, it can't be. Perfect. Weird. All right. So I would call Allie. Um, I would absolutely call my daughter. And I would also call my girl, Des. Those are the three people in my life that are my, those are my number one calls for sure. Like tied for first. Three-way split. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. Okay. What has been an impactful moment in your life? George Floyd's death, murder. And you went into detail about that on your most recent episode. Yes, um, sir. You know, it touched on Dave Chappelle, and then you took that quick little, you know, you swung it to the left a little bit on me, and I'm like, okay. And... We're, 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 I'm so, I'm so, I was going to be a part of that episode, y'all. I'm so <laughs> upset I wasn't because, oh, it would have been a delight because y- y'all know, I've said it before here on Everything Culture. Once again, this is still the making of Celeste, but Deja We Chappelle can take is, a humble brag moment. I don't oh, mind. I was saying, Deja Pell is one of the people, he's one of the pushers of, Everything mm-hmm. cultures. He's one of the idols that we look at. I don't put nobody on the pedestal. He taught me that. But the things that he said that we, you can listen to episodes. We'll say something. He'll say it right after, and I'll feel like I knew I wasn't crazy. He kind of gives that yep. stamp of approval and what we kind of represent here in Everything Culture. And to hear her experience, even talking about with George Floyd coming from a white woman in Wisconsin, and the experience that she had. It's something y'all should look into and y'all should listen. Um, shout out to Greer. Shout out to Sarah. We've had some deep conversations on our show, on here on this platform mm-hmm. um, during those times. And I'm happy that you, you you said you had, I remember you kept saying it changed your life. Mm-hmm. And I, I would say it, it's something I'm glad it opened your eyes. You know, it's like, you know, it's something that you've seen because I know a lot of black people, including myself, I come from I come from East Texas, and some of these things I'm like, how didn't you see it? You know, mm-hmm. and it, we can come off. I, I used to be come off rough. I'm like, nah. Um, I used to use the quote from Ice Cube from um, Boys in the Hood all the time. Either they sure. don't know, don't show, or they don't care. Okay, mm-hmm. and not until I started doing this podcast, I really started to see many of them just don't know. The yep. media, their families, yep. their education, our education has hid it'll have perspective um put a perspective or you know, shown a, just a certain side of things into a lot of people are just so ignorant to it. And so when people cry about it and yell out, it's hard for them to believe until they actually see injustice injustice right in their face with nothing to change. You have to look at it and it's hard to watch. And mm-hmm. when you're mentioning I, I didn't watch um, the George Floyd video until the trial. Like, so watching at that time, it, because I watched the Ahmaud Arbery video. Oh, my God. That's the one that did it for me. That's the one that, oh like, God. yeah, I was about to snap. Like, I, I can't, you know. So it, it's something that last year, 2020, was a big change for everyone. And for you to mention that it being an impactful moment in your life, hey, we got a lot more coming. That's what I would say. You know, I, and I, I'm very realistic. Thank you for sharing with you uh, your experience. 
um, about that. You want to see? I want y'all to go listen to the tab- taboos episode. And what's the name of the episode on time? It's this episode is called. See, I can look racist. Nope, racist versus everybody else. Yes, racist v everybody else. But actually, also like specifically, I want to just like really seriously applaud everything you just said because entirely accurate. That in, that perspective is so real. The don't know, don't show, don't care. Like that is one hundred percent real in all races across the board, but specifically in white culture and white privilege and whitewashing, like our entire show is an awakening. Like when I say George Floyd saved my life, I really mean that sincerely because the awakening that you're talking about specifically from the white to black culture perspective, that's the approach that I have taken to every topic that we, we talk about now. Um, and not every topic is a heavy topic. And like we talk about tattoos, we talk about sex toys. Um, we have an episode about erectile dysfunction. Like we really seriously bring that perspective because, bro, I live in a world where I am literally deprived of reality mm. all the time. So I did not know what I was literally living in in this racist fucking environment because. How would I know? Nobody told me. Nobody said those words to me. When I said in my episode that Dave Chappelle is the first person to say the words, I'm proud of you for protesting, I meant that. No one has ever said that to me because that's here. No one is proud of me. Here, people hate me for it. Here, I am a threat for it. When Breonna Taylor's murderers were on trial there was a cop posted up at my house because they were confident that when that trial delivery verdict went through i was going to lose my shit i'm the only white girl who they were like go all my other friends had posted but i was the only white person who did yeah it's one of these things that you want to see instill the makings of celeste y'all thank you for sharing so much celeste Mm -hmm. because um, I, I've been telling you, I've seen, we've had conversations on our lives, like when we first started doing these, like about a year ago, and that when we brought up Emmett Till and the white women in the room were like, who's Emmett Till? Every black oh person, my God. excuse me? Like, excuse I, the fuck I, out I beg, of me? I beg your pardon, but they genuinely <laughs> was like, no, we had no idea. Then these same two women, um, once again, Greer and Sarah, I saw them become allies, and I saw, we were, we've been friends on Facebook for years. We went to middle school together in our East Texas town, and just for her speaking up for Black people, mm-hmm. the amount of white people, her peers, her family, I saw them drag her through the mud and back again. And I, you know, I talked to her. I talked to her one on one. I like just imagine just being Black then for you to speaking up for seriously. Black Imagine being it. It's a I whole can't. experience. So, I can't. No, I, I would can't. say I, I appreciate it, and I pre- it, it's it's hard, you know. So I, you know, it, it's one of the things that just keep the fight alive. That's what the best Absolutely. thing about it. Because in the work that you know I've done in social work and working with children and working with families, and that's what kind of brought everything and culture together is to have these conversations. Is to mm-hmm. see why we think the way we think and we act the way we act. And do we know these things? So we just, you know, we want to live in our comfort of ignorance sometimes. So, but yep. thank you for being a fighter. I would say that again. Oh, it's not, absolutely. <laughs> being a protester is being a fighter. It's just how it you is. fight. So thank And you. actually, to like be such a little narcissist for a second, a quote that I want to offer from this episode is one of my favorites that I use all the time is, ignorance is actually hate's introverted little brother I heard, I heard you say that yeah that is that's so true and I really can't people don't understand how dangerous ignorance is because what are they ignorant so you can't know what you don't know and they associate ignorance with being stupid it's not you just don't know and that's okay but being ignorant is part of the blinding mechanism that the fucking rich white dudes are running to make the country keep running the way that it runs, to keep the founding father, shout out to our preamble episode, their vision of colonization alive forever, perpetually. And it's 
all part of the system. It is all part of the pyramid of white supremacy, which we talk about in depth in our white privilege episode, because that's how the show is operated. That's how we all function in this country. And it's disturbing. Mm. And I just sort of got off on that. Sorry. No, no. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Hey, this is your episode. We rocking how you rocking. Okay. So rolling. And it just and thank you. I'm like, who did y'all that quote come from y'all? Or is it? Yeah, that's it? me. No, okay. that's me. Oh. Mm. I I only quote myself when it's like a really good one. <laughs> okay, that was that's very nice, very nice. And I always talk about being naive and being ignorant. And it's a, mm-hmm. something's willful ignorance. And it's like, you know, the monkeys closing your eyes, no mouth. Yep. I don't rock with that too much. I nope. try to put it in their face. Okay, okay, yep. okay. But on the flip side, the reason that we do hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil is because, see, I full sure circle moment. Yes, that's it. Like, Drake, I love us. I just, um, the reason that we have that, so I love your perspective, totally valid. And I never considered, I mean, I've never considered that perspective of it before. <laughs> but we have it because there is so much evil that we all hear and say and speak every day. Mm-hmm. And I'm fucking sick of it. Like our show is a safe space, much like your show, to just authentically have a conversation to experience a different perspective and we don't hear evil we don't speak evil and we don't see evil even though we are talking about it sometimes we're talking about it to see it for the truth to speak about it truthfully Mm. and to have the message be heard with the intention of curing ignorance Mm. love it love it oh okay (laughs) We go, we go talk some more. So y'all go hear okay. a lot of less in the future. We see when, you know, we, this is just the makings of you. Y'all, this is you. This is a deep makings of you. And I appreciate it. Not saying the rest of them ain't, but this one here, we, we getting into it. Okay. If you had a theme song, what would it be? Ooh. 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 I have this. I have this. Wait. <laughs> oh, of course. Now I can't find it. Here we go. Uh, this is how I learned to say no by Emmeline is my theme song. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm about to look this up. So like, good. Like this, like this. Okay, okay, okay. Hmm. How do you define joy? Oh, I love joy. Um, for me, joy is an empty beach and boundless horizon. Um, For me, joy is my daughter's laugh, her genuine laugh. (laughs) The one that like catches me off guard, that one. Um, I, kittens, kittens bring me joy. Anything small and fuzzy, actually, that's a lie. That's a lie. I am terrified of rabbits, so rabbits are not included in the small and fuzzy, but most other small and fuzzies. <laughs> the rabbits? I thought you no. tarantulas, but rabbits. No. <laughs> yeah, rabbits are real. Um, I just, I, you know what? Honestly, because I love joy so much and because I, I really am the optimistic little thing that I am, I seek joy often. I actually very much so as part of my spirituality live intentionally to experience nothing but happiness and joy. And that doesn't mean that bad shit doesn't happen in my life. I cried all day yesterday. That's real. But I intentionally seek joy. So honestly, this blunt earlier was joy. That happens. Hey, joy is what you make it. But exactly. Is, and there's no wrong answers. Here, yeah, is a Celeste. So, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. What privileges do you benefit from? Mm, what can you ask me? What privileges you're talking about? Like my AARP card, or whatever privileges you would like. <laughs> to oh, all my privileges. Okay, all right. So, um, again, shout out to my episode. I have all the privileges, you guys. I have that that's real um so i really recognize that i have the privilege of i've gotten out of several speeding tickets because i've cried 
Um, I was taught to cry if I got pulled over. So that like, it's an inherently taught thing. Um, I have the privilege of everybody thinking that I'm a safe person to approach. I have the, and I am okay, but that's a privilege to be that way because not everybody is. Um, I have the privilege of my voice standing out for no reason other than the color of my skin. I have the privilege of my education being held at a higher standard than your education, even though we might have the exact same education. I don't know why. I do know why, but that's a real thing. Um, I have so much privilege, it actually hurts. But also, one of my favorite things about me is honestly that I know that and I use that like for good. I absolutely have no shame in throwing my privilege around in somebody's fucking face to make a scene, to make my point for good. I'll do that. I'll talk to some managers. Yes, ma'am, I will. Thank you, Celeste. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) When did you realize you were different? I think when I came out of the left nut, probably. That's a good time. That's a good reason. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> There's an early self-realization right there. Yep. It was that moment. I was like, this is it. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. Who do you respect? Mm. You know what? Actually, I give everybody respect. It is theirs to lose. But the people who I would hold in the highest respect are people who respect me back. Um, but if we're talking about people who would be relatable or or visuals, Dave Chappelle is seriously my idol. He is my hero. He is everything that I want to be when I grow up as a fucking human being. I mean, same with my daughter. She's also my idol. But I really just... Taraji P. Henson... Um, Michelle Obama, mad respect for Miss Michelle. I just, I really do. I respect a lot of people that I'm drawing a blank on right now because I really have so much respect for people. That's Mm. just how I operate because I know what it's like to be held with zero respect my whole life. And I just don't ever want to be the reason that anybody feels that way. All right. Love it. Love it. Love it. What? Are you responsible for? Everything. Everything. Literally. Everything. Yes. Everything. I am a single mom. I am. I have no family. I, I have all the responsibilities. I am a student. I am an entrepreneur. I am a friend. I am an aunt. I am all kinds of things and I'm responsible for all of it. I have a counter parent, not a co-parent. Um, I, I mean, life has not necessarily dealt me a hand that would leave me responsible lists. Exactly. Wow. Love it. Love it. I always joke that I'm a one woman show, but that I have eight shows to run. <laughs> Cause you that's like what it feels like. But you make it, yeah. you make it an yeah. Trying. Who were and who are your role models? Dave Chappelle. Allie, my best friend, is my role model. Uh, We've been friends for seven years, and she's truly the first person. She's a huge part of our Soulmate Twin Flame episode. Um, She's the first person who ever really made me feel like it was okay to be my weird little geek goddess self while still being the pretty popular girl, because I was always taught those things couldn't coexist. Uh, And she really is the person who taught me how to be myself so that I could learn how to then love myself. So she will always hold that for me. Shout out to Allie. Allie girl, my Alejandro, my blueberry, my slappy, crazy, beautiful, wonderful, scrappy Allie. (laughs) Yes. Appreciate you being here. Okay. If you can go back and give your younger self some advice, what age would you go to 
and what would you give yourself? Um, well, considering I've done this, shout out to spirituality and inner child healing. Um, I would go to age eight and I would tell her that she's going to feel unsafe for a really long time, but that when she knows safety, she will know it and she will never look back. And on that day, I will be so fucking proud of her. Beautiful. Thank you. Mm-hmm. How do you relax? Oh, I don't know if I do. <laughs> I wish I did. Um, I spend a lot of time in nature. I meditate a lot. I really, really suck at it. Not because I'm not good at meditating. I can connect very easily, but not good at sitting still. Um, so that's a very difficult part of relaxing, right? You're supposed to like relax. <laughs> I'm not very good at it. Um, I love anything with water. Honestly, today I had a really stressful afternoon. So I just like quick took like a 10 minute Epsom salt bath just because I needed to just release whatever energy was on me. And that was relaxing. So that, I mean, also incense and different, different fire therapies are also really relaxing for me. And anytime my daughter and I do grounding together, that's always relaxing too. All right. Okay. Okay. I love it. All right. <laughs> Last five. Coming down okay. to it. Coming down to yeah. it. Okay. Do you know three people that trust you? Yep. <laughs> okay. Give me those three. Okay. Um, Allie, obviously. Um, let's see. Her husband, Nick, who is also one of my best friends. And again, my girl, Des. Okay. Okay. Look, see. Boom, boom, boom. Put them boom, boom, there. boom. All right. The privilege so you, of a small circle. Well, hey, it's all, that circle means a lot, you know. It that, does. That, it that sure fucking does. That village. That's how it starts. Exactly. Mm. Let's see. Yeah, you mentioned quite a few already, but we're going to come back to this one. What okay. is a quote that you live by? Ooh, always find the strength to fly. Do mm. you know who that comes from? My Aunt Gina. Oh, shout out to Aunt Gina. Yeah, um, she's actually a big part of my spirituality episode also. Um, so in in the culture I grew up in, right, having a junky white trash dad and having a brilliant single mom with fucking shock and awe asshole. Um, Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I really recognize that, like, I, as a child, like I said before, I was helpless more often than not, um, it, it just because of the circumstances I was in. And I wasn't ever really around people who made sure that I wasn't helpless. I don't understand people who teach their children how to not take care of themselves because I had to take care of myself, literally. Like I had to be my own adult more often than not. And it's not because I was neglected. I wasn't when I was at my mom's house. That's a different story. I definitely was at my dad's, but I, I just had to be my own adult all the time because for one reason or another, somebody didn't want me around. That was a very real thing. So being a kid and not being wanted around and not being able to have the skills and abilities to take care of yourself really enables helplessness, right? And that's how Midwest Nice works is with helplessness. Um, so my aunt also lived a life of helplessness the same way that I did. And she always taught me that if, if you ever felt helpless, all you had to do was find the strength to fly. You could fly away. And that's how she lived her life. That's how she got through her shit and her trauma. And honestly, that's how I got through mine. And now I recognize that that is part of the way I have preserved myself to be this not naive, but yet not undamaged, happy, optimistic little thing. Like, I know shit's real and scary and hard. And I know that. And I'll work for it. I'll fight for it. 
hyena mode will come out and I'll rip your fucking throat out with my teeth and I will smile because that's the lawyer in me. But at the same time, I have flown <laughs> I have I have flown away from I have flown away from everything that's made me feel helpless. So although I know it's real, I've never really looked at it in the face. But wow. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, once again, that's beautiful. Thank you. Ooh, okay. This is my favorite question. Okay. I'm so excited. Your last meal. <coughs> Ooh. What would it be and who would prepare it for you? Okay. So, my girl Des would prepare it. <laughs> my girl Des would prepare it. And she would make her, oh my God, her queso, her, her chicken con queso soup that we then turn into chicken quesadillas and chicken nachos and chicken breakfast quesadillas. And oh my God, every time, it doesn't matter how many times we eat it. So fucking good. Yes, that's real. Also, because Wisconsin, everything has cheese in it. Just that's not oh, a myth. That's a very real I've thing. <laughs> well, I don't want to use it as a stereotype, but you. Oh no, stereotype away. <laughs> <laughs> cheese is like a form of affection here. Like we really, seriously, if you show up at somebody's house, like with a housewarming gift, it's perfectly acceptable to bring cheese. Absolutely, it's got to be like nice cheese. But yeah, yeah I might use that for the taste of culture on Tuesday. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. What is your favorite holiday? My favorite holiday is Halloween and Thanksgiving. My Gemini self can't ever really choose, but for totally different reasons than most people, as I have different reasons. My favorite for Halloween being that I love the creative artistic expression, as well as my daughter and I actually uh, rotate years. We do themed Halloweens every year. Mm -hmm. So we take turns picking who's doing the theme for the year. And we come up with some really great shit. Um, we've been Jack Skellington and the mayor of Halloween Town. We've been Cruella and a Dalmatian. And I like make our costumes and we're all cute. Um, this year we're going to be Bob and Louise Belcher from Bob's Burgers. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, and then Thanksgiving, not for any reason other than it is a beautiful gathering of people when they come together and are thankful and the food is dope so mm. good mm. but fuck christopher columbus hardcore mm. big time we with that loser okay <laughs> um in loser it's a national <laughs> holiday but that guy's a prick oh don't get me started on holidays that's a, you know that's why I, I do a lot i know i know man more and more I find out about holidays, I'm like, everything's a lie. Everything sucks. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. How would you want people to remember you? Authentic and humble and a genuinely good person. I like those. <laughs> Thank you. Also... Fine as hell. I always want to be remembered as fine. Like, I always want to be the hot mom. Not because I want anybody, like, I just want to know that I'm the hot mom. I just want, I deserve that. I had a baby at 21. I deserve hot mom time. So, yeah, humble and appreciated and and good person, yeah, but not appreciated. I would appreciate being recognized as humble and all those things, but also, like, hot mom bod. Okay, okay. Noted. <laughs> okay, just let me write that down <laughs> real quick. Hey, it's on wax. Bad. <laughs> That's all like you stamp that right. It's like you put like bullet points, then you got the boom right at the end. Okay, okay. This I'm is up. my Gemini ass. I can't help it. I'm married to one, so hey, let me tell you something. Shout out, Gemini gang. Mm. Love it. Mm. Mm. I really appreciate that you go with the flow and that you handle that flip flop so well. I'm a Leo. I'm a Leo. I know. I'm you know, I we know. cool. We chill. You know. <laughs> you know. I just like, hey, I got to love two people in the same person. If that makes sense. It uh, absolutely. Y'all, little. Sister. You're talking to both of us. Yes, it makes sense. Uh, 
All right. Last question. Okay. What changes do you want to see and what changes you want to bring to your culture? I want to be the cure for racism. I want to be part of it. I want to br- I want to bring awareness to racism and colorism in a perspective that's never been done before. And the reason that I want to do that is because I know for a fact and this isn't me saying Celeste I am going to do this. I'm saying I as in the royal I white people, okay? The only way that we I am going to accomplish any sort of change is if white people sit the fuck down. And they aren't going to listen to anyone tell them to sit the fuck down except other white people because they're not uncomfortable unless it's their own. So that's the change that I want to bring. That's who I am. That's what I stand for. That's what I believe in. That's what I'm determined to do. That is my purpose on this planet. That's perfect. I'll use all my privilege to tell all the Karens to sit the fuck down. I am speaking. And then I hand the mic to you. With great privilege come great responsibility. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's what I say. Celeste, thank you. Seriously. You're welcome. Thank you for this space and for all the questions. I loved this. Oh, man. This is the makings of you. That's yeah. what we're here to do. Love like, it, it's something just to share your perspectives, your backgrounds. Hopefully, if they didn't know this about you, they know it about you now. Um, yeah. Once again, I really appreciate you coming on. I really appreciate what you're doing as well. Thank you. It is a huge feat to have these discussions. And once again, taboo discussions, meaning Mm -hmm. what people try to shy away from. Um, Like I I tell my my old co-hosts all the time, and it's like once again, I support it, I share it, but I'm like, damn, they got to me first. Cause I wanted to do the set. I want y'all, y'all did because next season I'm talking about body dysmorphia, and I listen to all like everything they're talking about is right when I'm trying to speak on, yeah. uh, and I'm bringing people on that that's experiencing these things as well. Mm-hmm. Same thing where you have about the sex toys, and you know about because uh, my main thing, what we do here, with everything culture is try to eliminate shame. Yeah, as much as possible, unless you're doing something that's harming people, but that's uh, without their will. Um, That's another conversation as well. But I mean, shout out to our consent episode because we have one of those. See, see what I see? What I mean? (laughs) Yeah, see why I sit down and listen and just this is something great and it's something what we're doing here together and we're having growth in this. Not only these platforms of being a podcaster, but as being a human being. But yeah. Celeste. That's what I want to be remembered for is a good human being. I really, that's what I sit with. That's what we got to do. Yeah. But Celeste, if you're trying to be found, how can people find you? We can be found at taboospodcast at gmail.com. If you, I don't know why I would start with email, but okay. If you're from the 90s and you operate an email, that's our email. We are on Twitter Culture. and Instagram. <laughs> We're on Twitter and Instagram at Taboos the Pod, and we are just Taboos on Facebook. We also recently got a TikTok. It's Taboos Podcast, I think. Yep, definitely is. Um, and we're always so bad at the outros, bro. So like, this is this is one of my better exits. <laughs> I'm I'm that on probably on on TikTok right now. Yes. This is perfect. Hey, y'all make sure to check her out, follow her. Um, you know, you can find us with everything culture. We're on TikTok, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on Tumblr still. Um shout out to Tumblr, bro. Oh yeah. Uh at everything culture. Um, then on Twitter at every THG culture, or you can go to www.everythingculture.com. New merchandise coming very soon, y'all. The fall is Woo! here. The hoodies are coming. The hoodies yes. are coming. Hoodie season. Oh, um, once again, thank y'all so much for your support. Thank you again, Celeste. Thank you, for Taboos. Um, looking forward to having Allie on the show soon. Oh my goodness, this is gonna be. And having our, you know, upcoming episode, I yes. don't know what topic we're going to touch on. Um, I'm going to try to, I'm going to give gonna you an idea. Fire. Have y'all touched on mob mentality yet? 
no, but I want to now, especially because my great grandpa actually worked for the mafia in the twenties. He was like a bajillionaire, slumlord, landlord. See, I'm not even talking like. I'm I'm not even talking about that mob mentality, but that's one of them. I'm talking about. No, I want. We can talk about all of them. I'm talking about the pitchfork mentality. How when people of the you said the court of public opinion. Yes, sir. How yes, it, sir. And, and, and oh, shout out to once again, shout out to Dave Chappelle. Yep. We, hey, man, if you if this touches your ears, man, there's people out here that really appreciate you, man. Um, yeah. Once again, yeah. if you listen to that Taboos podcast, hey, they they put they big up you. I'm big up in you, but I ain't gonna put you on the pedestal. <laughs> they put you up on you. Still a man to me. Okay, you taught me that. Because as quickly as they love you, they can hate you. You feel me? So. Like I love how he said, um, he, he oh my god, I could t- like his comedy is so ideal. It is, and but it, it's realistic, it's worldly, and it really talk up. It's so philosophical how humans operate. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, we'll talk. Hey, once again, thank y'all, thank you. We appreciate y'all. We see y'all soon. I want to say once again, it's your host, Mister D Seven One Three or Drake with everything culture. God bless. Peace. Bye, y'all.